Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. We're talking about just the simple meaning of the Kaddish. So Yitkadalvi Kaddash Meirabah means may his great name be magnified and sanctified. And you can look at the handout from last week uh, attached to the podcast. Yitkadalvi Kaddash is a phrase, which comes from the prophet Ezekiel. So may his great name, presumably referring to God, be magnified and sanctified. In the world which God created according to his will. Okay? The way he wanted. And we'll talk later about Kirute and Chirute and what the difference is. So may God's great name be sanctified. And a second thing should happen. And his kingship should be kingified. His rulership should be you know, right? So using the same verb, uh, using the verb and the noun, same root, right? When should God be made king, establishes king? Bechayechon uvyomechon, which means bechayechem uvyomechem, in your life and in your days, in your times. Who's you? You is the congregation, right? Because the reader is speaking to the congregation. The reader is saying, may God's great name be sanctified in the world that God created the way God wanted it. And may God's rulership be established in your lives and the, your day, your years, meaning in your time, in your life, in English, we would say in your lifetime, not in some far off mythical future, but might, but you, may you live to see this. Okay. And the life of the whole Jewish people, right? In your days, in your life, in your years, in the life of the whole, all of us, the whole people of Israel, ba'agala, uh, which means speedily, uvizman kariv, and very soon, the imru amen, imru is a command form, and say he amen, okay? So the Chazan is ordering, instructing the Kahal, the congregation, to say Amen to what I just said. Okay. And what did I just say? I said two things. May God, may God's name be made great. May God's kingship be established when in your lifetime, in our lifetime, really, really soon. Okay. That's the opening paragraph of the, um, Kaddish. It's actually fairly straightforward in meaning, meaning except for Kirute or Kirute. So the congregation says, Yehesh mei rabah mivarach. So you instructed us to make God's name great. And we respond by saying, Yehesh mo hagadol mivorach. By the way, in Aramaic, this word is pronounced mivarach. In Hebrew, it's mivorach. So may his great name be blessed. Le'alam ul'almeyalmaya, forever and ever and ever. Le'olam ul'almeyalmaya, it's really pronounced le'alam ul'almeyalmaya. I know a lot of people say olmeyalmaya, it's actually technically alameyalmaya, because the word is alam in Aramaic, um, although there are arguments about that, okay? So may his name be blessed forever and ever. So I said, may God 
the Chazan said, may God's name be made great and his rulership be established quickly, speedily, and say you amen, which means, hey, you, I need you to agree with me. Amen means like, yeah, sister, yeah, brother, right on. I agree with you. Okay. Truth. Sorry. What are they? What was slang? My wife still says that. Uh, my wife still tries to say, and I say, honey, I think that was slang from 10 years ago. She, uh, you know how old people try to use slang to seem young. So she'll say to my kids, true dad, which is slang for that's true. And that's what amen means. Okay. I think it's slang from 10 years ago. All right. So amen means true dad. Yes, I agree. That's why when someone says a blessing saying God is amazing because bread comes forth from the earth, you're supposed to say, yes, that is true. That's what amen means. Okay. So we say amen. And we then say God's, may God's name be blessed forever and ever and ever. And then the, the, the chazan continues with just like Yishtabach and Baruch Shamar, synonyms. Some people's least favorite thing in the Sidur, right? I, I could say something clearly once, so instead I'll say it ten times. Okay. Yitbarach, v'yishtabach, v'yitpa'ar, v'yitramam, v'yitnaseh, v'yithadar, v'yitaleh, v'yithalal. Eight loose synonyms, which means... You know, I mean, it means whatever your English translator says, right? May it be blessed and praised and glorified and elevated and elevated and glorified and elevated and praised. Okay. What? We don't have any subject yet. Shemei Dekud Shabrichu. The name of the Shabrichu means Hakadosh Baruchu. Shmo Shel Hakadosh Baruchu. Okay. So may the name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Holy Blessed One, or the Holy Blessing One, in contemporary translation, the Holy One full of blessing, may his name be blessed, elevated, praised, blah, 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 blah. And your, you know, your English translation is, you know, frankly, whatever six loose synonyms your translator decided to use. Because he starts with like glorified, for example, and Yitbarach obviously does not technically mean glorified. It would mean blessed, right? But our translator chooses to say glorified. Okay. But these are eight rough synonyms saying God's name should be praised. Sorry. The name of the Kadosh Baruch Hu should be praised. How much? Le'ela, which is Aramaic for Lamala, above. Kol le'ela min, sorry, above all, kol birchata v'shirata, sorry, it's it's probably birchata v'shirata, tush birchata v'nechamata. Now we only have four syllables, mercifully. We, for, sorry, four synonyms. Mercifully, we don't have eight, okay? Da'amiran ba'almavim ramein. Above all, blessings, hymns, praises, and then nechamata, is really the odd man out there, right? Because the simple meaning would be nechama, which means comforts, which is really not a synonym and really doesn't fit because we're talking about praises. So I think I read in some commentary once that there's some meaning of the word nechama, which means a praise, um, and I'll have to dig that up. Okay, I don't want to dwell on it right now. So before... In the Yeheshme Rabbah, 
we extended God's blessing over, I will call it time. We said forever and ever. And here we're extending God's blessing over, I don't know, quality, but it's expressed as above. It's sort of like space, but it's above, not literally meaning space, but it means more than. So may God, may the name of the Kadosh Baruch Hu be praised, eight different synonyms, above all of the praises, four different synonyms, which are said in the world, right? So all the praises that people say in the world, let God's name be praised higher than all those praises. Whatever you would say to someone or to an earthly king or to someone magnificent, how magnificent and wonderful and blessed they are, God's name should be praised higher than that, okay? Higher than any praises. And say ye, amen. Okay, I'll pause for a moment about choreography. Okay, is Larry gone? No, Larry's there. I'll pause for a moment just to say one thing, not actually about physical choreography, but word choreography. If you're really paying attention to the words, the chazan isn't supposed to say v'imru, wait. The kahal says amen, and then the chazan repeats amen. Right? That doesn't make any sense because the chazan is saying, hey, you should all say amen. And then we say amen. So technically the chazan is supposed to say vimru amen, not vimru. And then I wait for you and then I repeat it. I'm instructing you. So either the kahal says amen after the chazan or it's fine, perfectly fine for the kahal to anticipate because we know what the chazan is going to say. So it's perfectly fine for us to say amen with the chazan. But the thing of I'm pausing and waiting for you to say amen, I know a lot of chazans do it, is technically incorrect. Um, one more choreography thing, maybe two more. In Samin Hagim, the chazan says Yeheshme Raba with the kahal. And in Samin Hagim, the chazan repeats Yeheshme Raba after the kahal. Sort of like Kedusha. I'm not too hung up on that. It's like whatever your minhag is. Um, and when we do the high Chatzik Kaddish, of which the correct Nusach is to sing it only on Shabbat morning at the Torah service, and maybe Friday night, that's what Chazans have told me, maybe Friday night, right, that's the correct Nusach for Shabbat morning Torah service, and maybe Friday night, and no other time, not during the week, we sing because there is a minhag there's a minhag that that line is supposed to be connected to the word yitbarach um, some people have that minhag some people do not have that minhag there's all sorts of things about 28 letters or 28 words and Gematria, which I'm not going to go into. So it's a minhag, it's a practice. So you will hear some people say, Okay, it's, it's neither right nor wrong. It is a minhag. Okay. And by the way, it makes sense because if you're doing that, what you're saying is, may God's great name be blessed forever and ever and be blessed. Right. So it's sort of, connects, it can use the word Yitbarach as a hinge word, which closes the previous line and opens 
the next line, right? Right. Syntactically, it could be one or the other or both. And so it sort of makes sense. By the way, one choreography thing is for Chazanim who are careful, Chazanim who are careful should not go, Right. So Chazans who are careful should not say Yitbarach twice. So either they say, and be quiet while the rest of us sing, and the chazan goes, or occasionally you'll hear a chazan who goes, they'll just continue with the, with the, okay? So it's a minhag to connect with barach, but you don't say it twice if you're the chazan. Everyone with me on that? Are there any questions about that? Um, I guess while we're on it, we'll talk about Amen, because we should go in order. You know, the Kahal hears this. They are so overwhelmed by what the Chazan is saying. They cannot restrain themselves and wait for instructions, and they interject and they say Amen. Right? It's like a spontaneous Amen that became a fixed part of the liturgy. It's a minhag that became fixed. Notice there is no v'imru amen, right after the first four words. It's a it's a minhag that was added onto it. I I say I the chazan say may God's great name may His great name be sanctified. Everyone just rushes in and says amen. They can't even wait for their instruction. Okay, so that's not a chazan's amen. The chazan doesn't say that. Um, some of you know from davening and other shuls that. Sephardim and Hasidim, because Hasidim has a minhag that is quasi-Sephardic because the Ari in the 16th century was a shul hopper and created a, uh, a, a minhag that was a blend of Ashkenazi and Sephardi, um, and Hasidim, uh, inherited that. So you may be aware that Sephardim and Hasidim say, they add four words. And may his salvation grow, sprout, and may his Messiah be nearby. And for congregations that add that, then they add another spontaneous Amen. 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 Right? Again, these are spontaneous, you know, um, um, spontaneous amains that are thrown in. All right. Um, which are different than the prescribed amain. The prescribed amain is when the chazan says, Hey, you all say amain. And you say amain, Yeheshme Rabba. There is another spontaneous congregational interjection that was a minhag that has become pretty fixed, which is, when I start to say the Kudsha Brichu, the Kadosh Baruchu, in the middle of that second paragraph, the Kahal, as soon as I say the Kadosh, everyone jumps in and says Brichu. They're joining in. The Kudsha Brichu, I, Chazan says the Kudsha, and everyone jumps in and says Brichu. Everyone following with that? It's again, it's another one of these spontaneous isms from who knows what, a thousand years ago, I have no idea, that has come to be um, fixed. Okay. 
And in Sephardic shuls, they don't say brichu here. They do not join with the chazan and say brichu. They say, the chazan says, dekudsha brichu, and they say amen. It's a spontaneous amen. So it's a spontaneous interjection, but it's a different one in Ashkenazi shuls and in Sephardi shuls. But again, the interjection is, ah, I just heard something that I'm in such deep agreement with. I must jump in and say amen right now. Okay. If you've gone to, by the way, Sephardi Mizrahi shuls, you are familiar with this, with various kinds of litanies that the Chazan says. There are all kinds of amen, 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 that, that Mizrahim are always interjecting. Okay. Um, it's, it's part of their Middle Eastern piety and fervor. Okay. Okay. That's the end of the Chatzik Kaddish. That's probably the end of the core Kaddish. Okay. And then, in various cottages, there are various lines added afterwards. Alan. Yeah. Um, does the Chazan say, does he yes. wait for the Yes, the Chazan God? says, <laughs> Right, and the Chazan, there's no need for the Chazan to pause. Here. And the Chazan, the Kal joins in for Brichu. And if they join in a second late, that means... They say it after, and you pause for them. You, if you're the chazan, you pause for a second for them to say their brichu, right? But you don't wait. You don't wait for them to say brichu and then repeat it. You, the chazan, are saying, They're joining in on brichu. Okay? And one follow-up one follow question. The next word, I've heard it pronounced le'ela and le'ela. It's le'ela. It's le'ela. That is, that, that's why because it's the metric there under the iron. Correct. Yes. Well, that's a printer device to tell you that it's Laela. Right. So that because it's technically, because commonly Aramaic, um, nouns that end in Aleph have the accent on the last syllable, Le'alama, not Alma, Le'alma. So you might think it's Laela. So the printer is telling you this is an exception. It's Laela. Right. Now, Israelis have trouble with this because Israelis think of this as the kamatz hey at the end of a Hebrew word, so they get confused. So, for example, Gemara, okay, like the Gemara, you know, the Talmud, the Gemara, which is Gemara with an Aleph, which is Aramaic for the teaching, because Ligmor can mean to teach, to review, Okay, so the Gemara is the discussion. Okay, that's what it means. It's a masculine noun. But when Israelis teach Talmud, I know this because I go to a Hebrew Talmud class intermittently when I have time on Zoom, they say Hagmara Omeret, right? Because in their head, Mishnah, which ends in a hey, which is a Hebrew word, they say Hamishnah Omeret. And they say Hagmara Omeret, because something that ends in an ah in modern Hebrew is a female. By the way, something that ends in an ah in ancient Hebrew is also a female, right? Okay, so they say Hagmara Omeret, which is wrong, right? Really, you should say Hagmara Omer, because Gmara ending in an aleph is, is masculine, masculine, right? In Aramaic. But modern Israelis can't, they can't unlearn their reflex of ah is female. Okay, so a lot of Israelis will say le'ela because they are used to the word 
Mora, Talmida, Mishnah, because female nouns that end in kamatz, which is that T vowel and a hey in Hebrew, almost always have their accent on the last syllable. Israelis have a hard time unlearning that automatic principle, so they may say Laela, but it's Laela. Okay. Hi, Mills. How are you, Millie? Millie, it's Laela. Don't make any mistake about it. Okay. All right. Um, but it is Birchata, Shirata, Tushbechata, Venechamata. Although there are Ashkenazim who say Birchata, Tushbechata, Venechamata. Laela means called Birchasa, Vishirasa, Vetushbechasa, Venechamasa. Right? It's just an alternative pronunciation. I, I, I believe the correct pronunciation is Birchata, Shirata, Tushbechata, Venechamata. I know that our printer agrees with me because if our printer disagreed with me, they would have put that little line under the chaf of birchata. Okay? Okay. Oof. There's a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I think I'm going to call time within two minutes. I don't think I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll uh, we'll just translate the next three lines quickly. So, uh, so lines got added to the core Kaddish, and different Kaddishes may have different lines added. The full Kaddish has three lines. Tzitkabelt, Sloton, Sloton is our prayers, okay? May our prayers uh, and our requests, Ba'uton, accept Tzitkabel, I'm commanding God. Accept um, our prayers and our requests of all Israel, our prayers of all Jews, before our Father who art in heaven and say Amen. May our it's really may our prayers all be it's third person. I take it back. May our prayers all be heard, right? Before our parent in heaven, say Amen. Amen. And everyone replies Amen. Same rule. Don't wait for the good chazanim who are care I don't want to say good careful chazanim. Uh, methodical Hasanim, you don't wait for the Kahal to say Amen. They can say Amen with you or after you, but you're supposed to be instructing them. Shamaya. May there be Shalom Rav. Shlamaraba means Shalom Rav, just like in the evening Amida. Right? May there be uh great peace coming from heavens. There's no word that means coming, but from heavens. Vichayim Aleinu. Notice we, we we went back into Hebrew here, right? And life on us and on all Israel and say ye amen. Uh, and this is a version of a verse in, I think, Job, right? But that doesn't, that's not the whole verse from Job. So it's transformed in ours. May the one who makes peace in heaven make peace on us, for us and all Israel and say ye amen. Notice the way you can tell that these are additions to the core Kaddish. <clears throat> what is the what is the main clue that these are additions to the core Kaddish? It's in Hebrew. Some of it is in Hebrew. Good. What else? That's linguistic. How about content? What is the relationship between this, the meaning of these verses, and the meaning of the Kaddish? This is for all Israel and the other. The answer is zero. 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 Right? Kaddish is God's name should be praised greatly, greatly, greatly. That's the whole meaning of the Chatzikadish, the core Kaddish. That's it. Okay? Oh, by the way, 
By the way, by the way, since we're praising you, please accept our prayers. Okay. May we have great peace. May we have great peace. Okay. So it's in, it's an addition, which conceptually, I mean, you can link it obviously to the Kaddish. Someone linked it. What's implied is, Hey, because we're praising you, could you please do something for us? Okay. Um, oh, I praised you. Now has made me a good moment for us to ask for something. Please listen to our prayers and grant us peace. But, um, but other than that, you know, implied linkage, these three verses have no relationship whatsoever to the meaning of Kaddish. Everyone see what I mean? Kaddish means, hey, you, the congregation, the Chazan saying, hey, you all, praise God. Yes, may God's name be praised forever and ever. And you know what? God's name should be praised, eight synonyms, higher, beyond all other praises, four synonyms, that have ever existed in the world. And say ye, amen. That's Kaddish. It's it. Okay? It is an Aramaic and more literarily and choreographically elaborate version of Baruch Barhu is, hey, you all, praise God. And we say, God's name be praised forever and ever. This is, the, the, the Kaddish is exactly the same core idea. It is just a more elaborate version of it. But just at its core, at its core, that's what it is. And if you understand that, then it's clear. By the way, Titkabal, I'd like to point out, is in all Aramaic, right? But it's clear that that the, its subject or its theme is totally different than the Kaddish. It's please accept our prayers. And I'm talking to God, which is not what I was doing in the core body of the Kaddish. What we can, what we now refer to as the Chatzik Kaddish, but, but, but clearly now we see is the core body of the Kaddish with Titkabal and the rest being added afterwards. Okay. The core body of the Kaddish has nothing to do with our prayers. Nothing to do with us or nothing to do with our needs. It does have to do with us. What are we supposed to do? Praise God. That's it. That's what the core Kaddish means. Okay. Which once lines are after, after, added after it, then comes to be labeled the Chatzik Kaddish as if the Chatzik Kaddish is a Kaddish that someone abbreviated rather than now that you understand the meaning, You'd say, oh, probably the original Kaddish is the Chatzi Kaddish, is what we call Chatzi Kaddish today. And then someone added lines after it. Okay? Okay. Larry, question, and then we'll wrap up for today. So maybe I missed this when uh, I was taking care of Millie. I have a question about the difference between the last two lines and why Yehei Shlomo Rabbah Min Shamaya is in Aramaic, and then it switches to, I think, Hebrew. We, we don't know why. Yes, it switches to Hebrew, and we. Uh, I said yes, it switches to Hebrew. Uh, don't know why. Presumably, God understands both Aramaic and Hebrew. Oseh Shalom Bimramav takes a phrase from Job, Oseh HaShalom Bimramav. So that's probably why that line is in Hebrew. Why Yehoshua Marava switches into Hebrew, I can't say. And those two lines seem to be 80 to 90% overlapping. Okay, yes. And then, by the way, and what's the other addition after Kaddish? In another Kaddish? 
Kaddish Rabbanan, Al Yisrael, Val Rabbanan, yeah. Val Tamidehon, and that's a whole other subject. Uh, by the way, it's also <clears throat> asking for stuff, right? It's a long, elaborate thing of asking for stuff. So again, the fact that that line in Kaddish Rabbanan, that additional line after the Kaddish, is different than the first additional line in Kaddish Shalem, is another indicator that this is added late, later, right? That it is not part of the original thing. Oh, there's Kaddish, and then people, for whatever reason, we don't know, the group mind, started adding lines after Kaddish. And you know what? After Kaddish the Rabbanan, they added these lines this way. Line number one became totally exploded and much bigger. Line number two and line number three are the same, right? But then, like, how come... It's v'chayim aleinu in Kaddish Shalem, but v'chayim tovim aleinu in Kaddish Rabbanan, right? So anytime you see these variabilities, that's a clue that something is later because it's less standardized. Usually the earliest, the earlier things are more standardized. Shema Yisrael, so, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad is very early. It goes back to Deuteronomy. No one adds any words to that or says anything different. Everyone says the same. So is that also trying to the Shema? So when there's variability, that indicates to you that that's later and different people added different things. Larry. So is that that's also true when in the in the Kaddish Ranan, China Vechista Varachamin, I say Varachame, Vechaye instead of Vachayin. That, that has to do with different opinions about correct Aramaic grammar. That's all ah, I'll say. So that's different. And what about the call the the Kol Yosvei Tevel? Did you mention that one? At the, I didn't yet. I didn't haven't gotten to that yet. So we may get to that another day. Okay, we we're well over time. We will stop and we will continue next week. And next week, I hope to unravel the mystery, the scintillating mystery of Kir Ute and Khir Ute. Okay, I'll let you. By the way, for those, for those who, who feel they know Hebrew well enough, I'm going to let you ponder the question. I'll leave you the question. Why would it be Kir Ute or Khir Ute? Why, why should it be one or the other? grammatically and I'll I'll give you more info, I'll give you more clues. And and if Hebrew if Hebrew originally had commas, which it did not, but if it did, based on Kiruute or Kiruute, where would you put the comma in that line? And how does the placement of that comma change the meaning of the line? That's what it boils down to. Kirute or Kirute has to do with the difference of where is the implied comma and how does that change the meaning of the line. I will leave you with that mystery, which we will unravel together, God willing, next week. Stay healthy, be Torah, and I'll see you then. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.